Persignum crucis de inimicis nostris, liberanos Deus noster, in nomine Patris et Fili et Spiritus Santi. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There are a few mysterious words of the Lord in the Gospel, which are not easy to understand. For instance, Amen, Amen, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do, and will do greater ones than this, because I am going to the Father. Those words are amazing. So the Lord is telling us that if we believe in him, we will do the works he does. Even greater ones than this. And these are mysterious words. Because we can ask the Lord in our prayer, Lord, how, is, how, how does this work? Can I do exactly the same great things you did? I mean, the same miracles, the same... The answer is no. So it's different. The Lord can do a lot of things. I cannot do exactly the same things the Lord did, right? So Lord, what do you mean? And the Lord keeps going in the gospel and he says, whoever has my commandments and, observe, and observes them is the one who loves me. Whoever loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and reveal myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Master, then what happened that you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, Whoever loves me will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. That's the end of the quote. So the Lord is going to do great things through us because if we keep his commandments, he will come and he will dwell in us. This is something amazing. It is amazing that the Lord raises people from the dead, right? That's something absolutely wonderful. And it is wonderful that the Lord can perform those signs. But it is more wonderful that you and I, because we have Christ within us, you and I can be instruments in helping people to draw closer to the Lord. It is amazing that we can help people to move from a life without God to a life in which the Lord is present. We can help people to move from sadness to joy, from an insipid or in not interesting life to a super interesting life in Christ. And it is amazing. It's a great thing that we can do it. Not because of us, but because the Lord is with us. And that's the, the amazing thing, you know. So we can do even greater works than the ones the Lord does because, yes, it is amazing that the Lord makes amazing miracles, but it is more amazing that He, through us who are nothing, can make us well, help people to draw closer to Him. So I guess that's, that would be a good way to understand those words. And this is something that is the foundation of our hope. 
which is the topic of this meditation. We hope great things because God is with us and because God has promised great things to us. That's why we are hopeful and the Lord is with us and using us, so to speak, as instruments, we can see around us amazing miracles. The miracle of people turning from sin to God. You and I have a lot of to do with those conversions, with those steps people take towards God. Not because you and I are amazing, but because God does great things through us. And that's amazing. It is normal, so to speak, that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, raises people from the death because He is the Son of God. It is more amazing that you and I, who are nothing, can be instruments in the hands of the Lord to perform these amazing miracles of bringing people from sin to to grace, etc. Of course, everything is done by the Lord. We are just instruments. But that's the thing. That's why we have hope. The foundation of our hope is always the Lord. If we allow the Lord to dwell in us, we will see great things happening around us. We will see great things happening in the life of our brothers and sisters. We will see great things happening in our spiritual life. We will see great things happening in the apostolate in our center. We will see great things happening all over the world because God is with us. If we allow him to dwell in us, we will see great things happening through us. Let us ask our Lord to renew our hope, to be always hopeful because he can do amazing things. Thanks, Lord, because you have chosen me as an instrument in your hands to carry out the church, to carry out the work. And this is amazing. Again, it is, so to speak, normal, rational, you know, that you, Lord, who are the Son of God, can raise Lazarus from the dead. Because you are the Son of God, so you can do whatever. But it is more amazing that I can do, I can bring my friends from sin to grace. That's even more amazing, because I'm nothing. So you do it through me. It's it's more amazing, you know. I I guess you, you get the point. I hope you get it. So, second point in this meditation, hope in the life of saints. Let us turn to saints to see how hope works. Because we are supposed to behave like saints. So when we turn to the life of saints, that helps us to to work on hope in the right way. And of course, we turn to the life of our Father. The life of our Father is a life of hope. It's a life of carrying out a mission, carrying out the work. And at any time you, you look at the life of our Father, He is moving forward towards that towards the fulfillment of his mission to carry out Opus Dei in the world and you see that that big mission that big hope that big work on something great because the Lord asked him to do so is filled of hope in small details and you see our father for instance cheering people up while crossing over to France you know through the Pyrenees in that uh, difficult hike trip right so if you see the, the, the documents and if you watch the documentary, which is in the website of the work, you will see our father was the one cheering people up. Of course, he had his his difficult moments, but you see our father always cheering people up, bringing joy around. Why? Because he was super hopeful. That's the thing. Saints have been always super hopeful with a supernatural hope and with a human hope. In January 1939, during the Spanish Civil War, the National Army, 
the cold National Army crossed over the river Ebro. It was a big victory for the national troops because that was the strongest battlefront against Republicans and so finally they crossed over the river. That was a big victory for the national troops. And in that moment our father grew in hope because that that action meant the beginning of the decline I mean the beginning of the end of the civil war in Spain. So when our father saw on the news or listened to on the news that news or the the defeat of the Republicans in the Rio Ebro, our father was super hopeful. It was around then that he wrote down the second circular letter, as we know very well. And that second circular letter was about optimism. Where does that optimism come from? He, it comes from his hope, his human hope, because the war was coming to a close. And that meant a new possibility to resume the apostolate of the work in the residence in DYA Academy to to get back and gather together with all the San Rafael guys, etc. So that human hope, supernatural one, because things are developing as the Lord wants to develop. And well, this is what gives us, what gave our father is this optimism. And it was so. Our father entered Madrid on March 28th, 1939, the anniversary of his priestly ordination, as we know very well. And <clears throat> it was great. It was a gift from the Lord. You can you can get back to Madrid the day of the, your priestly ordination to keep on carrying out your mission. So everything in the life of our father is about this hope, about this mission, about this grace that the, our father was receiving and his constant desire of giving to the Lord a positive answer filled with hope. Again, our father, as soon as he arrived in Madrid, he went to visit the grandmother and then he went to visit the, that, that same day in the afternoon, March 28th, 1939, he went to DYA Academy and he was visiting around the the ruins of the building, as we know very well, because of that very famous picture. And then the very next day, according to the book Postguerra, by um, <clears throat> this collection of books about the, 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 story, the history of the expansion of the work, etc., the very next day, our father preached a meditation sitting down on the ruins. And the topic was optimism, the same topic of that second circular letter that he sent out when he knew that the troops had been defeated in Rio Ebro. So, and in that meditation, there was Isidoro Sorsano, there was Jose Maria González Barredo, Jose Maria um, Ricardo Fernández Vallespin, Don Álvaro. They were there with our father, meditating about optimism. So this is what saints do. Saints have lots of optimism because they have lots of hope because God has entrusted to them a mission and it is not them that they are going to do it. It is going to be the Lord who is going to work out great things through them. That's why the saints are filled of hope and filled of humility at the same time. And this is the, you know, we will do greater things than, than that, you know, because the Lord is going to do great things through us. So let us ask our Father to be always hopeful, to carry out our apostolic work, to carry out our vocation, to carry out the things we are involved in with the, that spirit of optimism and hope. That's a good petition. Lord, give me hope. Give me hope. 
and as a consequence our father saw the expansion of the work in Spain, the expansion of the work in the world, and this is the how things work. Because he allowed it, so Jose Maria allowed it, the Lord to dwell in him, then he carried out amazing things. And all of us know that very famous text that our father said in one get together in one of his trips to South America. He said, quote, we form a great communion of the saints. We are being sent arterial blood full of oxygen in streams, pure and clean. That's why we can talk as we do. That's why we are so much at easy. If not, you wouldn't stand it, children. You would say, as for this priest, let him go back home. And instead, you are saying, Father, stay. This fellow here has just said so. And you are all saying it with your eyes. I have hunger to stay with you. And when I do go, I will stay at the feet of Holy Mary of Luhan. There I leave my heart. This is not just a phrase, nor the word of a simpleton. It is a manly reality. My children, thanks. Thanks to God. Thanks to you. And thanks to Holy Mary of Luhan. Because I have come. And because I will go away, but I will return. And besides, then I will stay. This is the source of hope for saints. This is the source of hope for our Father. A strong devotion to Our Lady. A strong spiritual life. Which is openness to grace. Openness to the Holy Spirit to, to transform us from within. Then, when you allow the Lord to dwell in you, then you are unstoppable. So let us ask our Lord to give us this hope because this is the way it works. Let us be always open to carry out the, the things we have to carry out, trusting God and being hopeful that great things are going to happen because God is with us when, because we are doing something that the Lord has entrusted us to do. The virtue of hope. Hope belongs to those who are young in spirit. Young is the person for whom the future is more interesting than the past. There is always something better coming up if we are interested in the future and if we are interested in working on projects which will become true in the future. So that's why let us be hopeful people. Someone who is hopeful necessarily is open to seeing great things in the future. We are creatures. We are creatures under the category of time. So it is important for us, the future. The future is important for us. The past is gone. You cannot do anything with it. You can learn from it, but that's quick. So the past is gone. Present is turning into past very quickly. Every single second, which ticks in the clock, now is part of the past. So the importance of future for us, it's very important. We have a future and we can decide what to do with it. Hope is about that. It's about looking at the future with optimism because we know that great things will happen as long as we work on them right now. So our present is enlightened somehow by the great things we want to do in the future. So let us fill ourselves with great expectations. The virtue of hope is very important. As Alexander Alejandro Llano put it, hope is about living out of expectations rather than out of memories. 
that's something interesting. Am I always looking or thinking of the future, thinking of my expectations, thinking of what I want to do, thinking of this project I want to work on? Am, am I a person doing stuff, getting stuff done and going somewhere? That's super important because that means that we are young. When there are projects, when there are there is an interest in doing something better, that means that there is future, there is hope, there is something happening. We live out of expectations rather than out of memories. If I am constantly turning back to the past, if I am constantly thinking of what happened, if I am constantly told, <clears throat> excuse me, if I am constantly thinking of what that person told me, if I am always thinking of what happened there, who cares about that? Let us focus on the present, which is enlightened, but that great future, which is coming. We are pilgrims walking towards heaven. We need a strong hope, of course. And as we walk down the road, hope always makes the journey easier for us. Imagine that you are inside a tunnel and you see the light there at the end of the tunnel it's really far away but you see the light okay so the thing is if i take one step today towards the light i will make it to the end of the tunnel sooner or later that's hope hope is not to look at the darkness maybe that is around you hope is about looking at the end of the tunnel knowing that there is light there and looking at my present and taking that step that I have to take today so that I will be able to make it to the end of the tunnel. You know, hope is super important for those who are walking down the road. And all of us are walking down the road in this journey of life. So let us ask the Lord for this hope, human hope and supernatural hope. Grace works on nature, okay? We will not become someone with an amazing supernatural hope if we don't have a human hope because the Lord wants us to be try the Lord wants us to try to be perfect men and women and of course uh, the the human side and then this, this the spiritual one okay we cannot expect to have an amazing supernatural hope and then in the human side we are negative we are not we don't see the positive side of things we don't see the positive side of people we don't see the we are not hopeful, you know. You have to be hopeful from a human point of view. The Lord wants that. Because he will not give us an amazing supernatural hope unless we are also, humanly speaking, hopeful. So sanctifying grace builds up on human nature. But human nature is important because we are human beings, you know. So our Father told us many times. We cannot, we are not angels, okay. So in our struggle for holiness... The human counts as the supernatural does, of course. So let us ask our Lord, give us this grace. I had the opportunity once to, to walk the Camino de Santiago in Spain, just 125 kilometers, just the small version of it, just long enough to get my certificate, which I have in my house. And <clears throat> the thing is, so you walk there... And when you arrive, it's amazing. People clap from the windows to you in Santiago de Compostela. You listen to these beautiful bagpipes as you walk through 
Santiago de Compostela downtown, approaching the cathedral, Santiago de Compostela amazing cathedral, etc. And then you spend three days there just resting and enjoying the fact that you arrived there, you know. I remember reading a newspaper there and in the la in the back of the paper there is always an interview with someone special who made it to Santiago de Compostela by walking the Camino de Santiago. And it was it was a 70-year-old guy who arrived in Santiago de Compostela since Rancesvalles, okay? So he did the, the big deal. And, well, there was an interview. Oh, congratulations, congratulations, thank you. And, well, when did you know that you were going to make it to the end of the road? And the answer, when I took the first step. That's our thing. Great hope has to do with this, with my small things that I have to do today. Alexander the Great said, there is nothing impossible to him who will try. The hopeful person looks at the future and thinks that it's possible. The hopeful person look, looks at ahead to the things he's working on and he says, this is possible. Why? Because I'm going to try. That's what it takes. As long as we try, things will happen. And that hope makes us resilient. That hope of getting there gives us strength through the journey so that we can keep going. So we become resilient. So let us ask Kabbalah for this hope, this human and supernatural hope. All of you know the story of Alexander the Great before he went to an important war against Persian people. He administrated a few things to his friends because he owed something to, he wanted to give this field to this friend, he wanted to give this sheep to this, you know, um, other friend, etc. So he gave everything away before that difficult war. And his deputy, Pardikas, asked Alexander the Great, and what do you keep for you, Lord? And he said, for me, hope. It is very important to fill our hearts with the important stuff, the important stuff we need in life not the superficial one. And hope is one of the things we need. We ask Lord now, Lord, give me this hope, supernatural and human. We need hope because we are creatures and we are weak. And we give easily into discouragement. This is what happened to the disciples on the road to Emmaus, right? They were discouraged. They saw great things happening. They probably were part of that group sent by the Lord to preach, those who went back to the Lord, and they told him, Lord, even the evil spirit submit to us. So it was amazing, you know. And, well, the Lord told them, do not rejoice because evil spirits submit to you. Rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So that's something important. My hope, my joy is God has chosen me. God has given to me this mission. So it is not myself who is going to carry it out. It is going to be the Lord, and I'm going to be an instrument. I want to be a good instrument. So Lord, give me your grace to keep always clear in my mind this perspective. You know, you will do great things, even greater than the ones you have done in the gospel, because you will do amazing things with us who are sinners, with us who are nothing. So Lord, give me this always courage which comes from this hope. So, 
what are our expectations in life? Of course, holiness, our personal holiness, and the holiness of those who live with us, and the holiness of those who are in touch with us, our relatives, our friends, the people we cross paths with in our daily lives for whatever reason. Let us keep up a high expectation on that. My holiness, the holiness of those who are in touch with me, the new evangelization, we have to transform the culture and the environment we are in with the light of the gospel. That's our mission. And we need to have a high expectation. That's going to happen because the Lord wants it to happen. It is the Lord who has told us, go all over the world and preach the gospel to the whole of creation. So things are going to happen. But let us keep up a high expectation, a high hope in the fact that those things are going to happen. So our mission every day when we wake up in the morning, well, what's my mission today? It's very important. And to work on it with great hope. Our mission. Alexander Hubbard speaks about this personal mission we have in this world in his book From Temperament to Character. And he explains that, well, in order to to be able to write down your mission in a paper so no, so that you know what it is and to so that you can wake up in the morning and you know, to have a lot of sense and meaning in your life. Well, in order to write down that mission, you, know, you need to bring up a few questions. He says, who am I? What's my story? And what's my talent? Who am I? What's my story? And what's my talent? And then he says, what is the cultural or social challenge I am called to respond to with passion and dedication? So if we find an answer to those questions, we, we will be able to write down our mission. And that's what we have been called to carry out in this world. So, you know, that's our... <clears throat> that's our mission and as long as we try to work every day on that we will get there of course and our life will be always super meaningful because we will take advantage of the time we have which is one of our talents to work on that important mission and we will see things happening you know missions well you have yours I have mine all of us of course are carrying out the church the work but you know <clears throat> find your mission here is one mission as an example Giving the youth the formation and motivation they need to start loving Jesus Christ passionately in the middle of the world in the 21st century. Well, that's the mission of one person. Fine. Work on that. But let us ask our Lord to have always a great hope in the fact that what we are working on, our mission, is going to happen. It's going to turn out well. It's going to it's going to happen. Our hope, of course, is in Christ. In the Old Testament, the foundation of hope for the Jewish people was God, Yahweh, right? And in the Psalms, you see how the people turned to Yahweh. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. That's the way to go. We turn to the Lord. 
to find our hope in him. In the New Testament, of course, the foundation of our hope is the Lord. Do not rejoice again that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the risen Lord. It is when we have an encounter with Christ that we really have hope again. Remember what the disciples on the road to Emmaus said when the Lord vanished from their eyes, right? Isn't it true that our hearts were set on fire while he spoke to us on the road? Those who have hope, as a consequence, they have courage, they are brave, they work on specific deeds to carry out their mission, they beat difficulties because they feel strong with God's grace, they pray a lot, this prayer of intercession for all the people who are in touch with us, those who are hopeful, again, as a consequence, are humble because we realize that God is our strength, we are just instruments. So that's hope is something we need, something which gives us lots of strength. So let us ask our Lord to give us this hope. At the end of this meditation, of course, we turn to Our Lady. Our Lady is our hope. How many times a day we say that, right? Holy Mary, our hope, zero wisdom. No? Our Lady is our hope. When she was told she was going to be mother, she knew that God's plan was going to work out, even though she didn't know exactly how. She lost Jesus and looked for him with hope to find him, hope which led her to look for Jesus with deeds. And she knew that the Lord was going to rise from the dead, which is probably why she didn't go to the tomb on Easter Sunday. Our mother, be my hope in my daily life. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.